Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast. It's where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for a little bit of comics as we are talking Across the Spider-Verse. No, check that! The Flash! We're talking the Flash Podcast uh, this time around. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce, and uh, joining me today is Kevin Miller. How the heck are you, Kev? Hey, not too bad. Alright, good to have you back on. Uh, now, you may ask yourself, hey, why are you doing the Flash movie instead of Across the Spider-Verse? Uh, well, the simple answer is, I don't, I don't like, what am I going to do? Like, Across the Spider-Verse, first off, it was two of a three-parter, and then it was awesome, and I was just, just come over here and be like, hey, this was great, and that was great, and whatnot. And I, I personally, I just think we're going to have a lot more fun talking about uh the uh, the 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 ups and the oh so many downs I think that it came with the, this the Flash movie um off the top of the dome here I'll say that if you're looking for someone who's just gonna completely skewer this I might not be the guy I will you know call it as I see it but I'll be honest, Kev. I didn't. Uh, I didn't truly, truly hate this movie like I have uh, other DC EU properties in the past. What? Uh, what say you? Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was a fine movie. <laughs> fine. Very. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, some downs for sure. Like, I mean, nothing. I, I, saying fine makes me think that it, it gives the, the impression that it's boring. It's not boring. It's definitely got high highs and it's definitely got low lows. <laughs> Yeah, incredibly. Like, that, maybe, I think I was tricked a little bit, because the first half hour of this movie is truly, truly, I'm going to say it one more time, truly dreadful. It is a dreadful experience, that, that first half hour, except for, the, I think, the Batfleck stuff. I did I did kind of like the Batfleck stuff, um, but, like, the... the, the this obviously the CGI and I mean it's been talked about ad nauseum on the internet that the, the CGI in this film is probably some of the worst CGI in the modern era. It's clear that they just gave up at a certain point, right? Because they're like, "That's it, we're not sticking any more money into this film." So yeah, this was supposed to come out seven years ago. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, we we got what we got as far as the CGI, but like that that opening sequence where he's like rescuing those babies or whatever, and and at first off, it was completely unnecessary. You didn't need the seven babies or whatever the heck, it, and then the service dog or whatever the heck it was. Just have the one uh, nurse, I guess, that was falling out of the window. Just have him save her. That's fine. You didn't need the seven badly CGI babies, and then the Flash is like. They gotta do the whole. Uh, they gotta do the the X Men first class Quicksilver sequence. I mean, you gotta. I guess <laughs> there's probably a better way. Uh, probably a better way, but I mean, like. Yeah. The, the <laughs> Flash puts a fantastic, clearly. <laughs> the Flash puts a baby in a microwave for fuck's sake, right? Like yeah, that yeah. was. Like, and that that's gonna become a euphemism for something going forward. Like, whenever it's just like it's, we're, we're gonna say like, oh man, they put the baby in the microwave on this one, right? Like, I, I don't like. It, yeah, it was it's gonna be the new fridging your uh, female characters or something like that. I don't know. It, we'll we'll come up with something for sure. But like, it's gonna be like, uh, it's oh man, that that. So, so like, like that, that opening sequence, none of the stuff where he's like, hey, can you get me my sandwich or whatever, and then I'm going <laughs> to run away. None of that worked for me. That was all terrible. And, 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 you know, bat, like the, the stuff with Batfleck running around, uh, you know, being Batfleck, 
where he's like, hey, I need you to save this building and all the people in it, but... Uh, or it's like, I need you to save the building and all these people in it while I technically save the world because uh, Falcone's son is running around with this, you know, deadly virus. And I'm like, I'm... And I, alone, I was like, are we not deadly virus out at this point? Can we leave away the deadly viruses for, like, just yeah, a few, right. a it, few it, years? Yeah. I don't think it, we need to... Oh, yeah. Uh, this toxin into Gotham Bay or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, and like the the, Affle- the 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 action with Batfleck was was the only I think tolerable part part of that sequence. The stuff with the Flash was terrible, where he's like running around eating and stuff, and it's like, and they make it seem like this is gonna be a thing throughout the movie because he's got this like like his suit is saying like I'm oh, sorry, I just dropped a bunch of shit off my desk. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um, it, it, but it's it's. You know they're they're treating it like this is going to be a thing throughout the movie where it's like like his the little wrist communicator thing and his on his flash suit is telling him hey you need to eat because you're on low calories but then it's literally just addressed during this shitty opening sequence with horrendous CGI and then it, it oh man and then it's never addressed again right he basically eats a burrito and he's like fine for the rest of the movie and they never address the whole you got to eat. Uh, un- un- unless it becomes, unless they try to use it for like bad comedic effect. Like I would say, the comedy in this movie is quite terrible. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Yeah, so I, I, I in general, yeah. agree with you in that. Um, I, I think, I mean, and we can start talking about good stuff too. But <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. The, the, the. Um... Oh gosh, the, the comedy I find in all of the DCEU movies is very. It's it it borders on crude. Mm. When like here's the thing, and we'll start getting into this because I think that um, where Ezra Miller shines in this movie is when he is playing two berries who are each fully realized characters against each other. Like there's it it, it it's not perfect, but there is never a point in which like if one of them was wearing a mask or they had the same haircut, you couldn't tell which one was which. Like you would know. Yeah, uh, and and I think that that's a pretty decent performance. But when he's when he's you know let's call him Prime Barry, um, all the by dramatic, the, yeah, the dramatic stuff never worked for me. I yeah, like that he and, tried and, to do in this movie. I just... all be like you know I'm on the spectrum. I am socially mm-hmm. or like stuff at the beginning. Like you know oh I, I you know I oh, talk to, I'll only talk to this barista and. Mm-hmm. And she's got hair like this, and I clearly have a crush on her. And you know, I can't talk to Iris West because things are weird, and I, I just—he just can't communicate with anybody. And his coworkers are bullying him for no fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm like, oh my god! Like, why is everyone so terrible in this movie so far? Yeah. Like, oh, that first half hour, I was sitting in the theater going like, oh DC, you fucking did it again, man. You made just like a just a giant piece of shit and i didn't even see black adam so and like black adam which everybody also shit on right i never went to go see uh this one i wouldn't have gone to see either if not for uh michael keaton who we'll get to him later because he's just uh just a saving grace in this film although they had him do one of the silliest uh batman things of all time we'll get to that later Mm. um I mean, but, there's, there's a few, so I'm curious. But really, oh wow, you had a few. I only had one, to be honest, where I was just like, yeah, Batman wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, like, that's don't do that. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Jenny did end up seeing this movie with me because Michael Keaton was in it. She, I guess, forgot about that. But that is. Oh, that that's that good for because, like, if like that, 
I mean, it's completely unearned, because, like, here's the thing. There's several, like, obviously this movie bombed. Let's get into the bombed aspect of it. Uh, like, they, they, they have a, a, they spent about somewhere between 200 and 230, or between 200 and 230 million on this flick. It, it, it quote-unquote, only, uh, I say only because this is an unconscionable amount of money, but they only grossed about 140 million on opening weekend, and it's not going to have, I would imagine it's not going to have a great uh, second weekend. Um, yeah, pretty much any, yeah, pretty much anyone who, uh, wanted to see this film, uh, went to go see it. Um, but you know, people will try to give, I think one or two reasons why this movie bombed, but I think they're like the, the reasons this movie bond bombed are, are pretty much legion from the bad CGI to the fact that people who might've wanted to go see it didn't go see it cause they didn't want to support Ezra Miller. And I, yeah. f- I'm fully fine with that. I would counteract that by saying the $13 you would spend on a movie ticket, Ezra Miller isn't going to see a fucking dime of that. He's already got his. So you're not, yep. te- you're not technically supporting Ezra Miller, but, but if the movie does well, he might come back. So yeah, I get, I get that. If, if, uh, yeah, if, I if that's your, how much more I would have enjoyed this movie if I didn't have that kind of bad taste or that, that sort oh, of he thought sucks. Back in my head. Right. He sucks, and he's a scumbag. And I and I don't know what what movie has he been in where it's like, boy, this is a tremendous amount of acting talent. You got to get this guy. Like I would have loved to have. Like how bad were the were the people who went out for this flash role that they were like, let's go with Ezra Miller. It was just like I don't know. I just don't see it. He's he's terrible and a fucking weirdo and a scumbag and and. I'm gonna, I'm gonna correct you because we're gonna do an hour of this, but uh, Ezra Fair. is a they them. <laughs> Is it what? Uh, they are a they them. <laughs> they them. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, you're right. Good, good question. They, uh, well, they suck. That's <laughs> what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you for. Uh, I thought they suck. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for correcting me on that one. I don't want to catch hell for that. Um, but yeah, they suck. Um, it's not great. It, it like, I don't know. I just so so the there's the the Ezra Miller of it all. There's the uh, you know, the, the, on the way. <laughs> yeah, there's the terrible CGI. There's the fact that the DCEU hasn't had produced a good movie in its last like six tries. Um, all of the good DC movies are the are the single projects like the Batman and uh, I mean, people were. I mean, I don't. I, I, Zack Snyder product. Like, I don't even count that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like. Uh, um, you like the Wonder Woman? At least the first one. Let's say. Yeah. The first one was decent, although that one falls apart in the third act. Uh, but it's just there's so few and far between, and there weren't and there weren't any truly great uh, hits in the DCEU, right? I mean, unless you like, I guess the James Gunn Suicide Squad is probably uh, probably the best one, and then the the Peacemaker TV series was was pretty damn good. Um, and you know, you hope that, it, but it was it was just so weird because this movie coming into it had so much juice that like like Tom Cruise said something where it was like you know oh you know like get ready to go back to the movie theaters on this one and yeah. James Gunn although James Gunn's quote I think is more like my check cleared I should probably say this right <laughs> after, after he got after he got the helm of the new the new DC universe that they're gonna start and that is kind of my final point is knowing that that's coming yeah makes this coming out now feel like uh okay yeah. but who cares you know what I mean 
Yeah. Even if even if this movie was excellent, it's like, okay, but we know we're wrapping this up. <laughs> yeah. Also, multiverse movies don't work if you haven't fucking earned it yet, right? Like, and, you know, there was... They, they traded on the credibility of, of previous DC movies, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it feels heavily like it because we have, you know, the intro scene that you're saying. Uh, which features Batfleck in a, you know, not in a primary role, but in a certainly heavily featured secondary role. Um, and then Wonder Woman shows up and she gets her music sting and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, Wonder Woman's here. And then, you know, 45 seconds later, she's gone. <laughs> yeah, that, I, although that, uh, I will say the one thing, the one bit that has gone, the one co- uh, comedic bit uh, that has worked, I think, throughout the DCEU uh, has been... Uh, the Wonder Woman, uh, last the last, yeah, the last little bits of where, although it didn't work with, uh, it, it didn't work with Ezra Miller's flash going, uh, like I haven't had sex or I'm a virgin or whatever. Well, like that. So, like, oh, like, yeah, of course you fucking have. Come on. Like that, that bit wasn't funny, but the bit with Batman being like, Oh my, you should fight poverty. <laughs> yeah. You know, doing that. Right. Yeah. It's like, I really should fight poverty. Is I saw like, when he goes like, kind of like growl, like, yeah, that worked for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he does. Yeah. The, my, he's like, my ego would never allow me to thank another person. And I was like, <laughs> what, why did he say that out loud? And then looked down and the, and the lasso was on. I'm like, okay, that, that's a good bit. So I was like, what? Batman would never say that. Oh, the lasso's around his arm. That's funny. At least <laughs> like that. So that bit worked for me, but maybe I'm an easy get, but I I had this at like like half hour in. I'm like, God, this is so bad. None of this is, none of this is working for me. The the the, the stuff of him running is is not working. The, the 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 references. I did enjoy when he had the conversation with uh, Batfleck about like, Hey, should I travel back in time? And and Bat and Bruce is like, No, that <laughs> seems so stupid. Don't do that. And of course he does it anyway. But uh, I don't, I don't know that like. The multiverse stuff, like this movie, it, it kind of doesn't work for me. Like, like how did the comedy bits when when he first goes back in time, and uh, why and and gets knocked in by the uh the, by uh the, the the twist bad guy at the end of this uh, at the end of this film that turns out to be the uh I guess I don't know what you call him Beta Berry instead of Alpha Berry. There's Prime Berry and then I guess Berry Two or whatever it's called Berry Two. Uh, mm-hmm. Barry two basically, uh, you know the the first future version of Barry two he who who is existing through time trying to fix all of the mistakes he's made throughout all of the universes or whatever knocks him into uh, his like eighteen year old version I think of uh, the universe where he saved his mother where he changed the time to save his mother because they do use. They basically harp off of Jeff Johns' Flashpoint in this, right? Which is, you know, one of the one of the better. Basically, when Jeff Johns decided to uh, kind of redo Flash's origin, where his mother gets killed by, where the Reverse Flash goes back in time, and I'm sure they were setting that up for what would have been uh, a sequel. That's never going to happen, right? Because we never find out who killed Barry's mom in this. Only that his father was blamed for it. Uh, and it just uh kind of <laughs> like none of that stuff did did any of like the comedy stuff of when he tries to give barry his power or when he tries to get barry to to have powers as well so that they can both start doing stuff did any of that stuff work for you with uh 
with the two of them when it's like Prime Barry and Barry Two, where Barry's talking to like his eighteen-year-old teenage self or whatever. So, so here's the thing, and and, and maybe this is sort of endemic to having a, a two and a half hour movie. Mm-hmm. It did to a point. It did work for me. Um, okay. For example, the the first scene with uh, younger Barry, Barry Two, in it is, um, you know, he's he's at home, he's you know hugging his mom and dad as if he hasn't seen them for years because you know he hasn't. But they're like, "What's the deal? Why do you get your haircut, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And in the background, we see like you know Barry Two, like you know strolling up and like you know blasting his music, and he's like kicking over the trash can or something stupid like that. Like that worked for me just as like, a, oh, shit, really? Just in the background, like uh, get out there and and you know drag him away before he ruins this whole situation like that that i thought worked for me but like Mm -hmm. for example there was the scene where like you know for whatever reason we have to get back to um like he first gets his powers and he like runs on the street and all of his clothes burn off and like a truck flips over and it's like yeah super chaotic they're dumping all these musical instruments out to make it sound like a literal circus is going on like fine but then like he gets back to his dorm and you know he basically does the same thing by phasing through the floor this time instead um and and, like those scenes just went on a little too long for me like have your joke and move on and and do that um and then the next scene is like you know all of his stoner roommates are there and that's like a six or seven minute scene yeah and again, some oh. word for me when they were talking about like you know, oh, it was Eric Stoltz in Back to the Future. No, it was it was uh, Michael J. Fox. Oh, the guy from Footloose. No, that's uh, who did they say was in Footloose? <laughs> oh yeah, I don't I don't remember. Was, or, yeah, you know, it was <laughs> like no, that's Kevin Bacon. And like oh no, it was he's the guy from Top Gun. It was like oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And did you know that that Eric Stoltz thing is 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 semi real in real life? Do you know yeah, that story? I, I do know that story actually. Yeah, that what was it? Eric Stoltz was like he filmed like two months or something on uh, uh, Back to the Future. Like he was the original choice, and they actually filmed with him for like two months. And then I guess he pissed everybody off so much <laughs> that they fired him and went on to uh, went on to uh, Michael J. Fox. So that was uh, that bit that the, the Eric Stoltz of it all uh, worked for me. Yeah, uh, I'll say that, but that scene it worked, was. But then it went on so much longer than it needed to for me. Yeah, and, and then yeah. that's kind of how the humor felt in this movie. It either kind of overstayed its welcome, mm-hmm. um, like like the scene where he gets his powers and uh, he was, you know, kind of arguing with himself, like sit still, this is gonna happen, and they both get struck by lightning. Like I didn't need his tooth to pop out and then him to glue it back in. Like we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah why was that for that for the the terrible joke at the end when he smiles and it falls out and you're like oh yeah that happened two hours earlier didn't it yeah that was yeah, yeah. And, and but like you know the, the there are quick jokes in this movie that work for me mm-hmm. like even at the very beginning you're talking about like you know the opening sequence you didn't like and fair enough i i didn't love it either um but the bit where he's like about to leave the coffee shop and the, the flash title is it like slowly crawling up on screen and then gets into mm-hmm. like i thought that was cute yeah yeah that 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 was okay i guess yeah that that was a decent bit yeah when, when uh yeah it goes like the flash and then she's like hey are you the flash and then yeah and yeah they scroll back from that yeah that was a good bit <laughs> the yeah the the I will say, as shitty and it did look shitty as the CGI was in this movie, the the stuff they used when he was phasing that actually looked really good. Uh, when, whenever whenever he did, uh, whenever the berries used their phasing powers, that actually looked legit. And uh, and the one time when they zoomed in on him, you know, 
uh, phasing through the wall, and it went into like his molecules, and it showed like the molecules moving through the molecules. That was a that was a fun touch. I thought I, 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 enjoyed, I enjoyed the that joke. The, the first time that he phases and he goes basically into the neighbor's apartment to steal some beers. He yeah, just through the wall and then opens the beer and it just like you know spills everywhere because he's been yeah. at the speed of light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, that was a decent bit. Yeah, like, yeah of course that would happen. Yeah, <laughs> and it just yeah. looks like even more of a dweeb. Like it totally worked, right? <laughs> yeah, that that bit did work when and, and yeah, also and like the classic bit of like because uh, they used to do this all. This was a, like a running gag where this would happen like once an episode or something on the old. Uh, the old 90s Flash cartoon, not cartoon, the old 90s Flash uh, live action show where the guy would be like, he, a woman would always knock on his door and he would run to tidy his apartment. <laughs> yeah, and that, that, that happened like seven or eight times on the original uh, on the original 90s thing. So I thought that that felt like a callback to me anyway. And then when he's like, yeah, I like to be neat. And then it, his like closet exploded. Like some of the, that scene actually worked for me and was like a little bit out of a different Flash movie. Uh, all together. Yeah, because it went nowhere. Like, it totally was yeah. fine. But then mm-hmm. Iris was not in the movie until the last four minutes again. <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah, but that, that scene cool. was like... Good scene. Yeah. If, if there was an alternate universe Iris that, you know, mm-hmm. is in Barry 2's universe and it, you know, ended up becoming sort of a, you know, uh, a sliding doors, what if we had uh, actually you know, explored this relationship, but they didn't do any of that. So what was the mm-hmm. point for being in the movie at all? Other than to provide exposition that could have been provided by himself or, or his coworkers or anyone else. Yeah. Cause she does the, uh, she does the, she does the independence day thing, right? Where it's like, they do the independence day thing in this movie where it's like, you're going to catch a cold. And he's like, what did you say? Like, <laughs> you're going to catch a cold. Right. And then it's like, cause she's, yeah, she says something like, uh, Oh, I, I forget what she says, but then Barry's like, oh, yeah, I could go back, and then if I get her the can of tomatoes or whatever, then, you know, my dad won't go, and then, like, that's the... Yeah, I, uh, because he was, he was like, yeah, three people's lives ruined over a can of tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, that it, was it. Didn't have to interact with anybody. I could just do it. Yeah, 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 and uh, it was just like, uh, that, that, that fits in with... Although, like, the, the, the can of tomatoes of it all, kind of, that worked for me as the device of it being, like, if I just go back and put the can of tomatoes in the thing... That that worked better for me than the uh, uh, her getting t- uh, stabbed and her dad getting blamed. But it, it, it like you know if we're gonna get in the weeds here, the whole reason she's killed is because Reverse Flash comes back and uh, stabs his mom, and the dad just sort of ends up getting blamed for it. So if you're Reverse Flash, you're just kind of like, whoa, that's a twofer, <laughs> right? Like, that was, like, that was never the Reverse Flash's plan, right? His plan was always just, I'm just going to go back and kill Barry's mom because I hate this guy so much. And, uh, like, you know, when his dad gets arrested and blamed for it, I think you're, if you're, if you're, you know, uh, if you're Eobard Thawne, you're sitting there going like, whoa, that was a twofer, <laughs> right? Like, and and, and I, I kind of like that it was simple when they figured it out, right? Like, there's the scene at the end where he's like, I need mm-hmm. to not do this, basically. And yeah. He's himself, basically, putting the can of tomatoes in there, but mm-hmm. he's in disguise and takes the, the can of tomatoes back out. And it reminds yeah. me of, like, at the end of, like, every season of the Flash uh, CW show, there would be, like, mm-hmm. another encounter with the Flash and the reverse Flash, you know, back at the scene of the crime, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. Some of them were here the whole time, every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was... Uh, th- that... that- 
So that scene, yeah, it wasn't great, but it, it did work for me a little bit at the end when he goes back and his mom kind of, and he talks to his mom and he gets to say goodbye to her and and uh, repeat that weird phrase that they had. Or, yeah, or I just always have this eye roll moment whenever it's one of these. They did this in the D and D movie too. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you're gonna have a conversation that you remember having with your mom where she says something like, "Oh, you're working on your math homework. Some problems just don't have a solution. Remember that. It's gonna be important <laughs> later." <laughs> yeah, that bit didn't work for me, but the, yeah, the the lame line where he said something like, "I loved you first or whatever, or something like that. That I'm like, that's something. That's something corny people would say to it like a, a mother and, and her and her son would say to each other in, in corny fashion that that bit i'm like okay that i at least go but yeah the the, the math line was a bit too on the nose where you're like oh god because everybody's looking for their with great power comes great responsibility right and there's this and, when they're in the the chrono bowl as they call it towards the end and that's a good name i didn't hear them say that you didn't hear that oh <laughs> uh, I, I didn't i didn't i didn't catch the phrase chrono bowl did they only say it once or whatever yeah they did yeah uh, well, I, I completely whiffed on that. Thought you came up with that. <laughs> it's like, the, ooh, that's good, Chrono Bowl. Yeah, the movie when they're in the Chrono Bowl and, and uh, you know, Omega Berry shows up, who's been trying mm. for you know countless time to mm. to save everybody, um, and they basically talk him down by using that line. I just leaned over to Jenny and I'm like, Martha, why did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that wasn't. Your, your your boss fight with like uh hey i know the the code phrase that's gonna get some bullshit to... coinage that nobody that doesn't matter to anybody else except yeah, you exactly. two very specific people it's yeah a, it's a good thing they both have mother's name martha huh <laughs> it, I, while we're there the 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 again this bit I was fine with it. Other people, like I, I was fine with it. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was, it was, I was something. I was, I was just like, oh, they're going there with this. But pe- some people, and by some people, I mean the the people who care to tweet on Twitter and other social media, like you know, the one percent of the populace that is on social media. Um, I mean, man, they hated that uh, Christopher Reeves uh, Helen Slater reference. I was just like. <laughs> like I like I zomb I saw zombie uh, I I got so distracted by the fact that they actually used Helen Slater because they're so <laughs> like because they never actually uh, referenced that history. I know. Uh, I was like, who? <laughs> yeah, like they never referenced that that was a movie that came out in the '80s that was like one of the worst comic book bombs of all time, even in the '80s. Um, that I was. But I was so like, oh man, I can't believe they referenced uh, uh, Helen Slater's Supergirl that I was less put off by zombie Chris Reeves, you know? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was fine. I did, some people were like truly offend, like like offended by that. And I was like, I wouldn't go so far as to say offended, but I'm definitely not into this whole CGI, CGIing dead people into movies. I'm just, I'm just... Yeah, I, I just don't like it. I just don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. I think we can do better. Just recast. I don't care. Or right, like yeah. I just I did not like Zombie Chris Reeves. The uh, I am a sucker for any time you reference Batman '66. Uh, so the fact that they had some audio files and some clips from Batman '66, I was like, ooh, <laughs> you know that that obviously uh, that tickled my fancy. But it, it, like I'm I'm just a sucker. Anytime if you reference Batman '66, uh, I'm always gonna give it the thumbs up. Uh, the it was fun. 
like the Nick the Nick Cage thing, where they reference the '90s <laughs> Nick Cage movie that never happened, and he's fighting the long hair Superman. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, the '90s mullet style Superman that Nick Cage was going to play in the ill-fated Tim Burton movie. Uh, and I I openly like did the like you know I openly did the like double kind of clap to myself yeah. when they did that where I was like oh man I can't believe they did that where it was like oh my god because he was fighting a spider so instantly you're gonna like he's got the long hair he's fighting a spider I'm like oh my god he's gonna turn around and it's gonna be Nick Cage and then he did or he's spider or Thanagarian snare beast if you will and turn around and then it was Nick Cage and I'm just like that's fun yeah that's but. Fun. <laughs> that is such an inside baseball reference oh, yeah. to like a Kev- a, a story Kevin Smith told on not even a podcast on like one of his DVDs fucking 20 years ago, right? Like is that like like how many people are actually I, like I assume everybody who went to go see it got that reference because I uh, I believe only the like People who went to go see this are hardcore in the bag people. I don't think any. I don't think any casuals went to go see the Flash, right? Because there's right, just no. Yeah. You're in just the no pocket, you know. Big I guess. I guess, but like, yeah, that that. that what, what was your take? Because I, I, I was like, it's fine. It was unearned, but I was like, it's fine. I, I was, but like, some people went so far as to say they were offended by that. Scene. I wasn't was, offended. It was cute. Yeah. I thought it was a little cynical. Yeah, that's a great word for it. <laughs> because it's very much like, it, it, and 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 I kind of had this in the back of my head the entire time I was watching this movie, which is like they can do as much world building stuff as they do with this, right? Because in, I mean, we're we're spoiling the crap out of this. Basically, the spoiler of this of like the last scene of this movie is it's like the. Uh, time and punishment episode of the Simpsons where it's like, yeah, you can reset mostly back to where you are. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, George Clooney's going to get out of the limo at the end. That, okay, that was awesome. I don't care what anybody no, says. I don't care. I feel like that a lot, but don't get me wrong. Yeah. What I meant is, like, I understand that they're trying to build this this thing, but, like, we, mm-hmm. we know that this is, like, uh, going to be the last, if not the last, I think there's still an Aquaman to come out. Uh, well, te- Blue Be- technically Blue Beetle and uh, Blue Beetle and um, and yes, Aquaman, like you just said. Although apparently uh, the Aquaman movie is going to be fucking horrendous trash. I can tell you that right now, and I'm going to be upset about that because I am an unapologetic fan of the first Aquaman movie. Um, I think they just tried to do too much. Was there was their big problem in the first uh uh was their big problem in 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 aquaman one but i'm i'm a bit of an unapologetic fan of of the first aquaman movie because i think aquaman is so silly that it's tough to make a movie that isn't just overtly silly (laughs) which is what they made yeah and and um but yeah like aquaman 2 they were they did they were doing reshoots pre-covid and then i believe uh momoa went to do reshoots like last week like they're doing more reshoots on that movie and it's like jesus christ that's gonna be a piece of crap blue beetle might be decent, and i think blue beetle is going to outgross a, a, a property that uh <laughs> a property that nobody really knows only like hardcore comic people like like the general public doesn't know who the fuck blue beetle is but i think it because like a it's probably going to function as a standalone and b uh, I, do, I have no idea how to pronounce his name, uh, but the, the kid who's 
awesome on uh, the Cobra Kai show is playing Jaime Reyes. And I think he's got enough of a following that the Cobra Kai stands like myself are going to show up to, to, to Blue Beetle. And I love Jaime Reyes. He's easily the better, the better of the Blue Beetles. Uh, so I'm hope I'm hoping that I'm hoping that works. Um, but you know, we'll see. It could so, be another so, but, but anyway, I mean, like all, all these, um, to, to sort of circle back to my point, the, all of mm-hmm. these sort of cameos that they had at the end with the different universes crashing yeah. each other and stuff like that. And, you know, Hey, let's have Batman 66 and Chris Reeve and, and mm-hmm. Nick cage and, and so on. And, uh, I believe there was a Jay Garrick in there, which was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they, they showed uh, Jay. Uh, yeah, they showed Jay Garrick, and they showed. Uh, oh my God, oh, I'm blanking on everybody's name, but he played Jay, he played uh, Jay Garrick in the uh, in in the flat. He was the original '90s Barry Allen, and then he played Jay Garrick in the uh, TV okay. show. Uh, Why am I not remembering his name? Oh, I'm so John sorry. Shipley. Ship- Thank you, John Shipley. John was Shipley, and uh, yeah, he was. Uh, uh, he was the, like, they had the clip from his '90s Flash was there uh, too, right? And I was like, "This is fine. I'm fine with this, right?" But like, it's fine. But it's very much like the cool. We we literally are done with everything else that we're gonna do with this expanded universe. Let's just throw everything we have at the wall and and, yeah. and get you with like nostalgia and Easter eggs and stuff like yeah. that. So it felt a little like. I'm I'm here for it. Like this is mm-hmm. this is what I'm talking about because I did find it like fun and cute, but it's it's because I'm a fan, right? Like Jenny watching it, it was like, okay, well I know Chris Reeve and I know Batman sixty six, but like why the fuck is Nick Cage in this Flash movie now? Like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's alienating and it, it and yeah it feel that way. And I mean like it, it's a it's a bit too much to just have in there for no real good reason other than to get like the you know maybe 10% of people watching this movie who are going to know why it's there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. It it felt very much like that. Well, we're out of uh, options. Let's throw all this archival footage at the wall and see what sticks. All right. I want to, and that's kind of how I felt about this movie in in general is it, it seems like they, I'm going to use a metaphor that they basically use in the movie. It's like they threw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. And that then, actually worked. That bit worked for me, actually, in terms of like here's sequence worked for me. <laughs> yeah, in, in terms of explaining part of that, I didn't love is why does Bruce Wayne know so much about time travel? <laughs> yeah, well, I always buy that because he's. I'm like, ah, oh, the, he's the bat. He's always gonna know that sort yeah, of stuff, which sure. isn't fair, right? You know, like, and I, that that's just me being a Batman fanboy but, too. You shouldn't like, be you shouldn't be able to get away with stuff like that oh, for sure, sure but. And I'll like, always just be like, well, he's the bat. <laughs> the stuff I liked, right? Because yeah. that that scene where they're like in Wayne Manor and the whole place is a dump and, and mm-hmm. they can't find anybody. And then like, you know, Sean Connery in the rock version of Michael Keaton's Batman comes out and starts like, he's like wearing like flip flops and yeah. shorts. <laughs> and he just mm-hmm. starts like hucking frying pans and, and like, uh, you know, wine bottles and stuff at them. Like, yeah, I'm here for this. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. And they really they really nailed uh, whoever was redoing those sets. I don't know if they dug them out of the old thing or whatever, if they just watched the old. They, they nailed that, uh, the, the recreation of the, uh, the Tim Burton Wayne Manor uh, in that, like walking through the, the uh, walking through the scene with all the Japanese uh, 
like art and stuff and like the samurai stuff i'm like ooh, i remember uh robert wool and uh kim basiker walking through that in the opening <laughs> scene and stuff like and then kim, and then they go into the pantry and i'm like oh i remember uh, kim basiker and michael keaton and uh michael go having a conversation in this exact pantry in that movie right like i'm like yeah they they, they nailed those aspects of it and then his bat cave uh really looked like the 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 old uh 89 bat cave it, it was Oh, well, okay. We well, I want to talk about one more scene before we get into uh, before we we start talking about uh, the stuff we kind of liked about the movie. Um, the the emotional crux scene of of this movie is a scene with Ezra Miller uh, talking to themselves, and it was you know Barry two is being annoying and. Barry two didn't work for me in this movie. I'll just straight up say I didn't. I didn't like Barry two didn't work for me until the end when he's like, no, 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 I can save it because like that's what the eighteen year old guy would I think would do. But all of his like you know the, the like <laughs> laugh and all that. I just none of that. Uh, I just I found the character and the stoner comedy of it. <laughs> yeah, I was. I found that annoying. I didn't. I didn't like any of that. But the the, the big emotional scene where it's where it's where it's uh, the two berries. Uh, by themselves so it's just Ezra Miller acting alone and they didn't kind of pull it off for me in this one because it just it was like it's supposed to be like hey you you know he's like you don't take anything seriously you don't know how good you had it and you and then he's trying to have this big emotional breakthrough without telling him like you know, you, you only exist because I went back and saved our mom and I like I don't know did that scene work for you because I don't I don't I don't feel like they pulled that off. In it, it, it just didn't work for me, I, and that was supposed to be the big emotional crux of the movie. What do you What do you think? Uh, for a person who's effectively acting against themselves, it worked better than I thought it would. I mean, that's a fair point. That's if, a fair if, point. If that's, if that's an answer, because um, you got nobody to bounce off of, right? You're 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 acting into a mirror at that point, I guess, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I that, feel yeah. it was a lot of build-up to that, and so it's a scene that I'm glad happened because I feel like they were on the same page after that, but up until then, it was a lot of, like, every single scene with the two of them in it, they would be arguing about something, and it just got to be too much. Like, this is what I mean about, like, you know, here's here's a joke where, you know, someone is like, hey, the, the stake of the multiverse is at stake, and the other guy's like, you know, oh, I'm so hungry for peanut butter and I'm righteous, <laughs> and, you know, stuff like that, and it's like, okay, well, clearly these guys are not on the same page, and I am sick of seeing them fight about it in every scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, was... so I, I, they needed to have that scene, for sure. Um, I don't know that it worked 100%. I, I you know, I'll agree with you there, but um, I didn't hate it. The all right, let's get into it. The Michael Keaton of it all. Yeah, I loved it. I loved every single second, except for the one decision that they made, where I was like, "Yeah, Batman wouldn't do that." Uh, but we can talk about the good stuff before we get into that one. Just, I, I, I thought it was a really good. Uh, I, I, I thought it was it was such an excellent callback. All the like, I'm Batman stuff. Him being yeah, back in the suit. Nuts. <laughs> yeah, him. Uh, the, the best part of this movie, I would actually say, is these were some of the best action sequences in comic book movie history, I think. And I'm, I'm counting a lot of the, the DC, or I'm counting a lot of the MCU stuff, because the MCU, because uh, like the best fight scene in the history of the MCU is the elevator fight scene, right? 
in, in, uh, in Winter Soldier. And that's because there's no CGI nonsense. It's just Captain America and a bunch of dudes in an elevator doing choreographed moves and stuff's happening and it's all awesome. And, and you know, the, one of the things I, 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 I know they have to have it, but because uh, it's, you know, the, the, the MCU is so big that they got to have their CGI. But I just I, I don't like and a lot of the movies that they do later suffer because the third act is just our hero yeah. fighting a nameless cgi monster right like this is the thing that made it's a blue portal <laughs> yeah it's it's the thing that ruined shang chi to me right like shang chi was i still gave it like an eight out of ten or whatever i said in the podcast because it was great but the third act of that movie's a mess because you go from this excellent these excellent father-son fight scenes with uh with uh tony Wu and uh and and simu Liu, right and they abandoned this great father-son <laughs> narrative and fight scenes that they had going on for uh, Shang-Chi punching a CGI monster that we don't give a bleep about, right? Um, First, so, I mean, and, and this is to go back to what we're saying about, like, Winter Soldier is, like, the best <laughs> fights that I can think of in the MCU are from those very grounded, you know, boots-on-the-ground yeah. um, type characters. Because just practical, yeah, fight, just... The, the hallway fight scene in the first season of Daredevil. Yeah, so That's good. Crazy. So good, even, right? Yeah, just... Even some of the fight scenes that were in, like, like we didn't like Iron Fist at all, but they had some decent fight scenes. Yeah, and they had some terrible ones, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, but the fight sequence in this, in this, I think, really worked for me. The, the Russia sequence where they go to Siberia to get... Um, what they think is Superman, but it ends up being uh, Kara Zor-El instead of Kal-El. Uh, and then we can talk about, yeah, we can talk about Sasha Cali uh, uh, in a bit, and we will, because she's pretty much the only female in this movie. Um, all of that was dope. Like, Batman flying them over there, getting them in there, beating up a bunch of stuff. You know, like, they're, they're all about to get shot, and he extends the wings, and the wings are all bulletproof, and then he turns around and starts hucking batterings at people, and it's supposed to be like the grizzled veteran version of, of uh, it's supposed to be like the Dark Knight uh, Returns version of uh, of the Batman 89 uh, like of the 89 Keaton Batman and I'm like I buy all of that and he was just like whooping all these dudes asses yeah, and that, stuff that, and that, I'm that like yeah the solo was rad yeah that was that was dope that was and, the and fight scene for me <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the way they escape too is great and then uh yeah, all 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 of the Bruce Wayne stuff works when they do the flashpoint thing where uh, the where the Flash has to recreate the thing where he straps himself to an electric chair. Except it was uh, the alternate version of Thomas Wayne and Flashpoint, but yeah. in this one, it's 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 uh, Michael Keaton's version of Bruce Wayne, and he he does the thing where he's like, "So you're gonna electrocute yourself and get your powers back, eh? Want some help?" <laughs> and something, and then and then as he's like sucking up the thing, they're like, "Well, Batman wouldn't do this if he <laughs> if he uh, didn't think we could do it." And then he turns and he's like. For the record, I think this is completely insane. Right? Yeah. Like, it just that 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 all that worked for me. Him him like the, uh, the the fight scene he had with the big guy too when he fights uh, I, the the third member of Zod's oh, uh, grappling him and putting explosives on him. Yeah, putting explosives on him, and then the guy like is standing there, and then the guy like gives him the old shoulder flip, and Batman's just standing there, and he takes like a few steps to him, and you're like, oh man, and like. You're like, all oh, the bats resigned to his fate, and then the thing just blows up behind him. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's my Batman, right? Like, that was that was just good stuff. And he wasn't killing in this movie, right? He was just knocking guys the hell out because 
Uh, that's the only thing I hate about the old Keaton Batman movies is that his Batman absolutely kills as well. Um, that was, I, I, but I, I give Bert because there was the bat flex scene at the very beginning, like the car chase, uh, yeah. where he's, you know, using the, the guns and stuff. And we're like, hey, we know that this version of Batman uses guns. Okay, fine. And like, you know, he's like throwing guys out of speeding cars and onto the freeway. And it's like, yeah, that guy's fucking dead. I guarantee it. Maybe, really? I was, I, I don't, I, I mean, I, I guess maybe you could, you could hand wave a couple of stuff. Cause like, yeah, like Batfleck. I thought didn't kill anybody in that sequence. And I, I mean, maybe I missed it. I, I felt like I could, I was like, and when he did, you know, start, cause Batman does keep like projectile shooters slash guns, I guess on his, you know, various vehicles and stuff. He just doesn't fill them with bullets and fire bullets at people like he was doing from the Batmobile in, in the BVS movie. Um, exactly, and that's why I really liked seeing, like, okay, well, here's an alternate version of Batman, and he mm-hmm. is much more non-lethal. I didn't see any sort of, like, yeah. you know, firearm or anything like that. There might have been on the on the Batwing at, like, the final scenes, but... Yeah, I didn't I didn't feel like a Batfleck was lethal in this one either, like, because when he was shooting things, he, it felt like he was shooting at the tires and stuff, trying to stop the... Yeah, that did happen. ...stop too. the van, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm misremembering that, to quote Roger Clemens. Um, but like, yeah, all the Keaton stuff worked for me. The shots with him, he, he was, he was obviously the, the, probably the, the best part of this movie, right? Like to, for I, me, he was easily, the one thing I didn't like though was Batman, like when he's like, Oh, my thing's not, but like the, like, like the, uh, uh, whatever it was that like, Oh my, I can't control the bat wing anymore. And so I'm going to cut like, I'm going to kamikaze myself into the, uh, yeah. <laughs> into the thing. I was like, Oh boy, Batman wouldn't do that. I mean, he might, but he would eject himself out of the dam. Like, well, that's what I was, that, that was my, yeah. too, for sure. Because, it, yeah. and, and then, you know, the berries go back in time, like 30 seconds and they're like, don't do it. They've got a shield. And he's like, Roger. And he just doesn't do it. And it's like, that's okay. He, averted. <laughs> it was that. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, that... that Don't suicide yourself, and he's like, okay, you got Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that bit did not work for me as far as Batman. But, like, the stuff when he was, like, fighting inside of the... All the Batwing stuff, I thought, was, like, uh, probably the best performance from the Batwing in the history of uh, live-action uh, Batman cinema. Like, the stuff where, like, like the... the the wings would like rotate (laughs) around, but the cockpit wouldn't. I'm like, it's completely implausible, but I love it. (laughs) Right. Like I was wanting to make, because like the, the pilot seat stays stable, but everything else rotates, including the backseat where the berries were. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, it's true. For years. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good point. I get, yeah, I get, although his Batman never had a Robin, right? So, like, so he, he guess he never thought of that, right? He's like, I so rarely pick up passengers, I just, whatever. <laughs> but, like, that was just, just for a while. yeah, and the reference when he went back to, like, how much do you weigh when they made that, when they were, uh, escaping, that was a good one, too. Uh, oh, that, I, I just, all the Batman stuff, again, other than him kamikaze himself in the thing, because I was just like, Ooh, Batman wouldn't do that. That was the only <laughs> bit where I didn't like. But I did like when, uh, when his Batman died the second or third time, because like basically they established in this, uh, the Flashes go back in time and try to keep winning this battle, and um, they keep and you know and they keep losing. And the, the one where Batman, where he looks at him and he goes like, and he says something like, "I can bring you back," and he goes, "You already did, kid. You already did." I was yeah. like. 
that one that line worked for me. That that okay. bit worked for me. Okay. Yeah, that 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 bit worked for me when he goes, "You already did, kid. You already did." I was like, "Uh, yeah, but all the key easily like the best parts of this movie are Mike when Michael Keaton is on screen as the Batman. It's it so good to the point where people on this movie were calling this the I'm Batman movie and not the Flash, right? Like Yeah, it was yeah, it was good. It it, it oh, all that, that stuff worked. Uh, whenever we see one of these movies, Jenny always has to come up with an alternate title for it. So I'm gonna give mm-hmm. her credit as I always do. Uh, yeah, too flash, too furious. <laughs> too flash, too furious. There you go. That's a good one. <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. Let's get into the other thing that did work for me. Um. Other than I have one little tweak, and or not not a tweak, but I, I have one little. Uh, 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 let's call it a let's call it a nitpick or a, a, a query for you, if we will. But uh, before we do that, let's talk about Sasha Cali. Who I think I'm hope I'm pronouncing that um, uh, pronouncing that well. Anyway, um, she shows up as Car Zor-El. The big twist in this one is that uh, Zod doesn't or, or Kal-El doesn't make it to Earth, but uh, Car Zor-El does, and the Russians uh, put her away, so she never really knows. Um, you know, we assume she's been there for, like, I don't know, 30 years or something like that. Uh, and then when they bust her out... And again, uh, credit where credit's due as far as the effects-wise. The CGI looks like ass in this movie for the most part. But the the effects of when you see her, like, arm and it's decrepit and whatnot. But it hits the sun and you see it kind of, like, go to, like, her beefing up from the, from like from the, the solar power of the sun. Yep. Um, that looked really sweet, I thought, right? That was... Uh... But uh, she was great. They didn't give her enough uh, to do in this movie. But she looked good. She's pretty awesome. One of the big... Uh, basically, two things come out of this movie where even the people who talk about this being, like, the big, like the, the most staunch people, the people who absolutely loathe this film and were upset that they were either they either had to watch it or watched it at all or whatever. The the two things that they came out of this movie were Michael Keaton was awesome, and I hope Sasha Cali gets to be Supergirl a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought she was dope, and a lot of her stuff worked for me. What did you think, Kevin Miller, as one of the biggest Supergirl fans that I know? Yeah, so the Supergirl performance really worked for me. Um, they did similar to what they did in the Justice League movie that you and I reviewed 100 years ago, um, mm-hmm. where you have sort of this feral, rage-fueled version of a super person. Um, and for some reason, that just works for the DCEU in a way that works for me. Like, I... I I'm it makes sense of- for her, because she's been locked in a fucking dome for, like, 30 years, but, you know... Yeah. And, and so, you know, like, Superman, when he was resurrected, came back weird. Yeah, but it, it makes sense for her because it doesn't. It does not make sense for the way that, like, in this one, it works for a bit, but she still ends up doing the the, the you know the right things or her, like or like when she gets the chance in this movie. But uh, you're bringing up a good point there. But it 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 works in the sense of the way they they set her up in this one because it. it it would not make sense for her to be like, okay, I'm out now. Thanks for helping me, guys. Now I'm going to be the beacon of hope that we all, uh, like, right off the hop, that does not make, that that would be pretty weak, well, I think. Right? And, and it yeah. works for me because, you know, she's it's a completely different look than I've seen for Supergirl before. And mm-hmm. I understand that this is based on, like, a uh, Lana Lang daughter. Yes. Disappearance. Um, but anyway, like, the, the idea that this is, like, a... a 
Kara Zor-El, who has got like this short, black, messy hair because she's basically been kept in a gulag for 30 years or something like that. She is out. She's wearing like her, you know, burlap sack of I was a experimented on kid. It's very like Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, very well, a lot of things. <laughs> that's like that's like the, mar- the, w- the way the MCU has the like, here's your I'm trying to be inconspicuous package, and it's like a hoodie and a baseball cap with no logo. Yeah, yeah. That's a thing throughout movies where it's like, here's the I was experimented on as a child thing, and it's like this, yeah, this like it's it's somewhere between a burlap sack and a and a straight jacket, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. yeah and then to, to have her, you know, like you said, we see her kind of in the background as things are going south for our heroes, um, you know, and we can see like the the color returning to her her exposed arm and stuff like that because they basically got exploded out of this tunnel and everyone's just kind of lying on the ground in pain, you know. One of our berries doesn't have powers anymore. The other one's been shot in the leg, and and you know. Batman is Batman. He never had powers to begin with. And, you know, you can only get exploded out of so many tunnels before you have to lay down for a minute. (laughs) So they get him surrounded. And uh, then it's just this uh, righteous ass beat fest. And, you know, this is this is something you and I have talked about a good amount where, like, I became a Superman fan in like the early 2000s in a bigger way. And up to that point, you know, we had like our movies from like the 70s and 80s. And the first movie that came out during my lifetime that had a a modern superman and it was the brandon routh one where he lists things for a few hours yeah oh that was but, dreadful but and, <laughs> and so it's it's sort of like you know dew drops in a drought or a desert or something like you know i'm just hungry for any sort of material where i have a a live action super person absolutely beating ass on screen Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got it from the Supergirl TV show to a uh, to a point, but you know, movie budgets being what they are, you're always going to see yeah. like really cool action scenes. So, you know, I've had to rely on stuff like, like I only ever saw them once, but like Man of Steel and Justice League and stuff like that. And it's like, hey, these movies suck, but at least you get to see Superman kick ass for a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, this was a better overall movie than both of those, in my opinion. And we got to see a Supergirl, which, again, I'm a big fan of, uh, kicking ass for a few minutes. I only regret that she wasn't in it more because everything that she was on screen for, I thought was great. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, you know, we got a lot more Michael Keaton, and that's why this is Michael Keaton's movie, in my opinion. But, mm-hmm. um, like, if, if this is... If there is potential to bring uh, Sasha Cali, if that's how we're going to pronounce her name, uh, into like I the new DCU, um, I would be all for it because this this should be like the tech demo, right? This is like yeah. Spider-Man in Civil War, where it's like here's our or Black Panther in Civil War, where it's like here's our sort of we can introduce this character in a limited way. And if people like it, then we can keep going with it. But ultimately, we don't have to rely on it because we've got another we've got another major cast and she was the least part of it. Right. Yeah. So that'll have, be... have this situation where she's dealing with, uh, alternate universe Zod who, you know, uh, intercepted and killed baby Kal-El is like, Whoa, Holy shit. And to have her being like this absolute rage monster when she fights is a departure from the, you know, symbol of hope Superman that we're used to. So I, mm. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, because this was an alternate version, I'm more willing to buy that then because, uh, you know, because you make the departures. And, and that's kind of a thing about, like, it's a comic book thing in general in both Marvel and DC and, and, and 
you know, comic books in general tend to do this thing where whenever they get the chance to do a multiverse or a what if type yeah. of scenario, for whatever reason, comic book writers can't resist doing the most nihilistic approach possible whenever they do a what if, right? You, you ever notice that? Like whenever, whenever they do what if, whenever they do multiverses and stuff, it's always like, well, like the what ifs, it's always like, well, what if this one thing changed? And then it's like, well, yeah, apparently it, it creates, <laughs> yeah, apparently it creates the worst possible timeline. Because <laughs> like, because they they always write it as like the most nihilistic, but like they they did it like they they pretty much did it in in the the, the what if that uh, the the animated uh, you know what if that was based on the comics as well that they did for on on uh, Disney Plus, right, where they did it with the, the yeah, MCU I'm version. Trying to, I'm trying to remember that, and I'm like, the only one that I could see was maybe better was, like, Party Thor. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but even he, like, destroyed the world or something, didn't he? I don't know. He, like, destroyed the... He was basically Spuds McKenzie, where he destroyed the universe by partying too much or whatever the frack. Yeah. It was just, like... Oh, it was awful. Like, all those what-ifs were not good. Um... It was it was no werewolf by night, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I just I don't get why they go with the, the most nihilistic approach. Now, yeah, Sasha Kelly was awesome. She looked good. She looked great. I think that um, I said she looked good. She looked great. I mean, she looked good and she was great in in limited capacity. Uh, I do think we're gonna see her back as Supergirl. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and make a prediction that is unlikely to be proven true uh, until a decade plus, I yeah. would say. But if this uh, if this James Gunniverse uh, hits, I think he's going to take the thing. I think he's eventually, like, he's going to establish his own stuff. And then once you establish your own stuff, much like with the MCU, then you start picking the bones and the pieces of what worked and what, like, what worked in the past and what didn't work, right? Yep. So, you know, maybe yeah. you'll get, like, if, if they start doing the multiversal stuff, because he's going to pick a new Superman to start with, but if they eventually earn their way into doing the multiverse stuff, I'll bet Henry Cavill comes back. I'll bet uh, I'll bet Henry Cavill comes back for a movie as, like, a, a alternate Superman. Um, eventually, they're going to need a Supergirl because they're not going to do a Supergirl right off the hop. And then if they do Supergirl, I'll bet it's Sasha Cali. Uh, they're not going to do Aquaman right off the hop. I'll bet Momoa comes back because Momoa just looks like Aquaman <laughs> in real life, right? So, yeah, yeah. And, and, and despite the fact that I think Aquaman 2 is going to be a, a big steaming pile, I... I still enjoy Momoa even when he did this even when he did this horrible uh post credit scene <laughs> I was still like I love this guy I don't care what anybody says that was a bad post credit scene but I was like I don't care I love seeing Momoa um yeah the only thing I have to ask you did the supergirl of it all feel a little fridgy to you was that fridgy um yeah, a little bit. The, the, a little bit, right? Not full fridge, though, right? Not, but it, it, it was a Jace, right? Like, it yeah, was, it the, was, the, yeah. the fridgeness of it, to me, was that it was, there were a couple offhanded sort of remarks slash jokes up to that point about Barry 2 being into Kara. Yeah. And fine, Which I thought that's what it was going to be. But to have him know her for, like, maybe a full day at that point, and most of which she was, you know, off doing her own thing because she didn't feel the need to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for it to be like, cool, well, I've exchanged, like, eight words with you. Um, so now I am going to 
throw my life and potentially the multiverse away in an attempt to save your life because it did seem motivated by her more than anyone else, right? Because yeah. he was like, we can save them all. We can save them all. But it's like, okay, but it seems like the only one you actually were trying to save was her. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, like... <laughs> It just felt a little unearned to me. And, and so mm-hmm. like, the fix for me would have been to cut out like a bunch of the real jokey scenes that went way too long in the first half of this movie. Expand, you know, do the scene where they rescue her earlier so that A, she gets more screen time. B, you're cutting down on some of that unnecessary like uh, exposition jokey stuff at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and see you're earning that motivation more by the end of the movie if they, you know, actually have some, you know, vaguely flirtatious scenes or something. Yeah, like, did, did, did they even talk to each other at any point in the film? Or was it, like, like I... Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not she, even sure. She if, went if, up to the roof and, and got her son power of Wayne. Yes, and yeah, you're basically right. basically said, I'm not going to help you, and flew off. And I think that was the only interaction that they had one-on-one. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, it, it felt very much like, you know, the only interaction you've had has been in this, like, four-minute scene. And it ended with her leaving and basically being like, I don't have to help you. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and granted, she came back, but, like... But like they never exchanged words beyond that. So there's this joke of him like doing like a fucking TikTok of her out the window of the uh, bat wing, and and that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah. So it, so it 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 felt a little fridgy in that it felt like it was like here's a motivation for this character to have like this this I'm gonna travel through the chrono bowl a billion times until i break all of time and space um for a character that i guess i'm in love with yeah and and it's the only other female character and you know like it it, like iris is on screen for less time like again Mm. you have the eight minutes of iris in this movie you've got a, a roommate that I don't remember even got a name, a co-worker that I don't think was named. And, and well, it was I, the same person, right? Like, the co-worker and the, and the alternate universe roommate were the same character. Or, or, or were the same. That's that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah they, they were the alternate versions. Because Barry, cause Barry uh, the, you know, Prime Barry recognizes the two of them, but they're so inconsequential that you don't remember their names, right? But the fa- the fact that Barry knew them, not even kidding, I totally did not realize. That. Yeah, so that yeah, that's it. The, the the two people who were his co-workers at the beginning that were like ripping on him again, as you said, for no reason. They were the same two who, in the alternate universe, were living with. Uh, they were the stoner roommates that were uh, making all the Eric Stoltz references. Oh, um, okay. So yeah, so there were th- basically four women in this movie. Yeah, there was Barry's mom, who I guess has a couple of okay scenes uh sasha callie who was great but we needed more yeah uh the roommate who did nothing and then iris west who got a couple of scenes where she gives didn't, exposition, yeah. yeah gives exposition isn't asked to do much right yeah this movie did not pass the bechdel test at all um <laughs> it was uh yeah it was it, not great uh female representation in this other than uh supergirl gets to be kind of badass and and fight zod but she ends up losing over and over again in a never-ending loop, so it's never like, oh, great, right? Like, yeah, I just... Eh. And they even did stuff where it's like, you see, I guess, the dark speedster that ends up being Prime, that ends up being Barry 2's, you know, <clears throat> uh, you know, that the, the big twist is that he's Barry 2, but he's not in it enough that you, you matter, because basically he shows up 
at the beginning for three seconds, punches Barry Allen, knocks him into 2013. And then you don't yeah. see him again until like Barry Allen's asleep in the Batcave and he wakes up and he has like a, a quick little flash of, you know, of like, yeah, and, yeah. and that's only because it's like to remind you like, oh yeah, that was a thing that happened an hour and a half ago. Right. And then you don't see him again until they go into the Chrono Bowl, as you sell, as as you said. And then he, and then the Dark Speedster starts running out. And you're like, oh, all right, I guess it's finally time for this guy. And then, yeah, the, and like, did you think that was gonna be uh, Thawne, Kev, or did you think? That... I, I did, yeah. Okay, yeah, I I did a little bit too. But then once because Barry I, got that, we're gonna resolve why his mom died, and they didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, and then they didn't. So I guess they were saving that for two. And then they said. Um, but it was like it was so deep in the movie that I was like, like I thought like when he punched him at the beginning, I was gonna I was like, oh shit, Thon is there and Thon's gonna be part of this, and I was like, that'll be kind of cool that Reverse Flash is here, and then you know you forgot about him until that brrrr Flash that I was I was joking about earlier. No, about Thon necessarily because like there's sort of um, mm-hmm. like acceleration that we expect to see from like a Reverse Flash, right? As soon as yeah. Was- guy wearing like gray armor looking like a demon and, and having like purple lightning and i'm like is this zoom is this uh yeah yeah it could have been zoom right yeah but it was like you know once he does the thing where he's like because you don't see the guy show up yet until after barry too has that piece of glass jammed in his arm and also yeah. when they're fighting in the bowl at the end i'm like when they're fighting the chrono ball at the end or having that argument conversation, I'm like, okay, so that dark, that dark speedster has to show up at some point, but you can't say it's fucking Thawne yeah. with 15 minutes left in a two and a half, in a two and a half hour movie. Right. Like that's I, I, then that whole like last 20 minutes really just fell apart for me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a, it's, it's not a good last 20 minutes. And that, but like once he gets the thing jammed in his arm, I'm like, Oh shit, that bad guy is, is future. Barry too, isn't it? it like, guess it has to be because you can't introduce. Like, it would be even in the even this movie was not bad enough to try to pull off Thawne showing up with 15 minutes left in in a two hour and, and, and you know in a two hour and 30 minute movie. That, that like even that movie wasn't dumb enough to pull pull that crap. And uh, luckily they didn't, and it was at least like 2023. 20, Barry sacrifices himself. He basically kills himself and then erases. His own existence which is funny to think about i guess but um yeah and yeah that was kind of it i mean like the a lot of the flash stuff was hit or miss most of it was miss uh the batman stuff really really worked for me except for that one thing and i like the i like sasha Kelly. i hope she gets to come back in the gun gunniverse as a uh, supergirl that'd be pretty cool yep and uh now what the, the reveal at the end, because Barry um, ends up going back in time and saving it, saving it so his mom still dies, but he's able to get the evidence that his dad is able to. So uh, Ron Livingston is able to get out of jail, and uh, which yeah. I guess was good. But then I'm like, okay, he still changed it, so you've got to change something. <laughs> it's a... And he's it's talking to Bruce. Shit, we should be so lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Minimum city resort. They give conjugal visits there. Uh, but like when he, when he's talking to Bruce on the phone and he's like, you know, Bruce is like, all right, I'm going to meet you there in two seconds. And I'm like, obviously you're like, okay, he, like the timeline's going to be different. It's not going to be bad. Like it's going to be one of the Batman yeah. that have existed. 
who did you think it was going to be? And I'll tell you right now, I thought that they were going to pull the Christian Bale trigger. I thought Bale showed up for two seconds and they were going to, they were going to bring in the, uh, the Nolan verse. My thought was that it was going to be Robert Pattinson and that's how they, oh. ex- that's how they explained the rift. Like okay. that, that, I explain like how he's the Batman now. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That wouldn't have, that, that wouldn't have been too thought. bad. I am I am delighted that it was Clooney. <laughs> yeah, the fact that it was Clooney and Clooney got to do that again because he spent so many years apologizing for freaking up Batman, and I'm just like there going like I'm like Clooney, it wasn't your fault, man. The problems were Legion. Well, right? it's, like, it's just a fun implication too. That's like, oh yeah, yeah. Years ago when I fought Mr. Freeze, woof, what a week. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So good. I when it was Clooney, I audibly was like oh that's good like i i literally was like that like it, it and it was like i laughed out loud for sure yeah <laughs> i like if like i thought it was great and i know people were shitting on this movie but and and you know for the most part rightfully so but the, the little things like that i was like come on now it was Clooney. clune tang showed up for like the last <laughs> 10 seconds so i was like come on that was fun i i enjoyed the, the Clooney of it all it was great for me um yeah, do you have anything else you want to you want to talk about the Flash movie? Mostly not great, but not as bad as people are making it out to be. Really. You know what? Ever since I I, I watched this yesterday, and mm-hmm. I've had a ton of time to mull it over yet, but it, it does very much feel like an epilogue. And mm-hmm. it, other baggage outside of the movie itself that is making me I think like it less. I don't. Think, yeah. I don't think it's bad. But no. It's, it's definitely not great, and and. Mm-hmm. and and ultimately, that is the best you can say for most of the DCEU now that yeah. we're shifting out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, hope always springs eternal. You know, we've you and I have been doing this podcast for like eight years now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're talking about like, you know, maybe this time the DCEU will get it right. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, we're, we find ourselves on the cusp of that once again. Um, and, and all I can say is, you know, we, we've had some uh, podcasts recently where we did, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and that was James Gunn's last work in the MCU, and so it's like, oh, I just, I'm just so hungry for, like, a good DCU yeah. cinematic universe, because there there's, you know, ultimately, on paper, I like it more than Marvel, and I would love to see uh, a good series of movies available, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we've had kind of slim picking, so... Up to yeah, this. for sure. Well, we had a good Batman movie, even though it was three hours yeah. long. Um, which I can't defend the length of the three-hour-long Batman movie. I, if someone's like, "Yeah, I wanted to watch it, but it was three hours long," I'm like, "Fair enough. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue." I think on that I one. gotta. Wa- I gotta go back and watch that again. I haven't watched it again yet, and I, I, I because I it's don't. It's, not, it's, it, I don't think it's tough to find it in Canada. No, and it's tough to find it in Canada is the problem because, uh, you know, we live up here in Kenyatta, so you need, I think you need Crave to watch it up here. Uh, yeah, um, I do that. <laughs> oh, I think so. Get back to, like, text me off off pod and let me know if it's on Crave because, yeah, like, because it's all attached to, because it's because uh, Warner Brothers owns it, so it's all attached to Max, right? It used to be called HBO, but for some reason they dropped the HBO label and went with Max. Uh, well, it was fucking inexplicable. It might be um, and then. Yeah, so, yeah, but it's not on, yeah, maybe it's on Prime and you have to pay for it, I'm not sure, it's tough sometimes up here in, yeah. in Canada, because, like, we have to deal with not, because it's tough down south with the zillions of, because uh, uh, they have the zillions of streaming services that they that they have to uh, uh, get on to, but, like, up here it's just, like, you know, we basically have, like, Netflix, Crave, Prime, Disney+, Plus, but we'll be, like, 
you know, you'll, you'll think of a property and you'll be like, is that anywhere? And you'll be like, well, it's on Netflix down south, but not up here for whatever reason. Uh, it is on I, Prime. They've got a lot of stuff on Prime, actually. Like, they've got... Okay. Like, They've got, like, The Dark Knight Returns. They've got uh, The Killing Joke. Definitely. Yeah, they have a few of them on there, yeah. All right, I'll, maybe uh, I'll go. It is on there. It's 176 minutes, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a long one. Uh, yeah, so maybe I'll check out The Batman on Prime when we're done. But, like, yeah, it's just... I, I hope we get it. Um, this, to me, is... Like, I know... like I mean, there's people who are kind of... been uh, You know, the people who hate comic book movies and wish them to go away. Um, you know, the art, the art House Goon movies, or, like, movie buffs um you know who believe that the comic book movies are destroying cinema and probably refer to them as films and pictures as if it's uh, some game and you can't just make other movies also <laughs> exactly right um although it is tough because the middle the middle i would say that the middle ranked movies are officially are, are like middle budget movies are have are essentially dead yeah we, right, you right. either basically have so i like all all I'm all willing to listen to that part of the argument of, of maybe comic, but like I wouldn't blame comic book movies that in general, I would just blame IP in general uh, for that. Um, uh, But yeah, basically you can either make a a low budget indie or a big budget uh, blockbuster IP movie these days. Right. And it's, it's tough to get that nice like middle ground of like, Hey, can I make a decent 90 minute action movie for like, I don't know. 80 million or something like that. Like those days are kind of over. Like we're not getting any, like other than, I, well, I guess we've got John Wick, but John Wick is expensive too these days. Right. Um, there's yeah. exceptions to the rule, but it's that de- it definitely seems like the middle rangey, like, you know, your diehardy type flicks. Um, and you're, and you're seem to be a thing of the past. Right. But you know, every once in a while, wow, something. a trailer for mission impossible seven or whatever the fuck. We're Those at. are, that's big budget IP though. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. so the, the, they would go in the category of like the uh, same as like, the, they go in the same category as Marvel and like the fast and the furious franchise. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. anyway, uh, to me, this movie is the absolute definition of a uh, six and a half out of ten could have been a seven if the CGI wasn't absolute garbage. But I can't get this movie a C. Um, I can't. Yeah, I can't give this movie what is ostensibly a C plus ish um, because the CGI is so terrible. So I, I this is a six five basically. Uh, the Flash stuff is not great, but the Batman and Supergirl stuff is a lot more awesome to me. What say you? Uh, I was gonna say six five as well, actually. So we're awesome. We're I, think, I, I think this movie is the absolute definition. But what I was gonna say was the uh, there are one hundred percent a few fight scenes that I'm gonna be looking up on YouTube in a few weeks, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, like the last, I think four out of the last six comic book movies that have released have all bombed, uh, mostly critically, some financially. Uh, this one financially and critically bombed. Uh, Quantum Mania critically bombed, but didn't financially bomb. Um, Spider Across the Spider Verse is one of the two that obviously did very well. It was a financial and critical success. Um, Black Adam bombed financially and critically. Uh, so what's that? That's three. I'm I'm struggling to remember the other two. There's one other good one in there. Guardians three do. Yeah, that's it. Guardians 3 was the one that was a financial and critical success. Yep. So, Across the Spider-Verse and Guardians 3 were the two good ones out of the last six. And then I can't remember the one. What was the MCU movie before Quantumania? Before Quantumania, Wakanda Forever? 
Yeah, no, that wasn't Wakanda Forever because Wakanda Forever was not a uh, was not a bomb. Uh, so maybe maybe there's another one I'm maybe that I can missing. think of recently was the the Shazam two. That's it. Yeah, Fury of the Gods. You're correct. You nailed it. Yeah. So there's three D basically three DCEUs um, were financial and critical failures. Uh, one MCU was a financial and critical failure, and then one MCU was a financial and critical success, and then one Sony picture was a financial and critical success. So, you know, the people who hate comic book movies have been kind of dancing on the grave a little bit, and I'm just like, I don't know, I wouldn't cash the chips in, because three of those were DC movies, which have basically never been good. Uh, Yeah, so... And, yeah. Um, You didn't happen to catch the Craven the Hunter trailer that dropped today, did, did you, Kev? Uh, no, I did not. It was something else. Uh, it People were jokingly calling it White Panther. Uh, it looks like it's going to be R-rated, which is a choice. Because, uh, yeah, because it was a Red Band trailer that they showed, and uh, Aaron Taylor, like, bit a fucker's nose off in the trailer. <laughs> like, like, clean off and spit it into the camera. And I was like, whoo, decisions were made. <laughs> right? Like, it was... Uh, yeah, Craven the Hunter for some reason is is gonna be a movie. <laughs> like, well, uh, it's gonna play thirty movies now. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the Sony one. I guess it's uh, oh, kind right. of the start of the. I guess it's kind of the start of the Sony verse or whatever. But um, you know, we're not gonna be starving for comic book content because we got uh, Secret Invasion. I think comes out next. Is it next week or is it this week? I think it's this week. Oh my God. I think, really... Yeah, I think, I think it comes out in a couple days. Yeah, 21st. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, yeah it yeah, comes so out on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, it comes out, yeah, it comes out on Wednesday. Well, at least that's a show that you can... If that, that's only going to be like 30, 40-minute episodes. You can easily squeeze those in, right? That's not like, okay, i got to sit down and, for a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Um, yeah, so you got that. Then we got Blue Beetle. And, yeah, we got plenty to do. Um... Yeah, that, so that's it for this podcast. Uh, I will be back eventually talking about something. We should, um, I mean, I wanted to do an Across the Spider-Verse pod, but it's tough. And all I could say is, like, that movie just slapped. But I hate hated that it was two-part out of a... Uh, I hate it when movies end knowing that... that part one. <laughs> yeah, I hate it when movies end. Like, movies just shouldn't be allowed to do that. Because, like, man, people go, well, Matt, you like Empire. I'm like, Empire, Empire Strikes Back had an ending. Empire Strikes Back has an ending that you can wrap a nice, neat little bow on, uh, like uh, with the Vader like father reveal, right? Like that's that's a that 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 you get a little closure in that film, even though it's like okay, we're setting up for a next one. But th- that's the my only quip with Across the Spider Verse is that I was like, oh, that was not satisfying. You blue balled me basically, right? Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's it for this. And I'm sure Greg and I, there's not much to talk about right now as far as sports go because the Jays are really friggin' up. Uh, but uh, we'll be back. And football is around the corner. We're in the dog days right now as far as sports, right? Because we really just got baseball. And um, <clears throat> I'm not doing <laughs> weekly baseball podcasts and stuff. So, but. You know, we'll pop up when we can. Maybe we'll talk about Secret Invasion once it's all wrapped up. We'll see. Anyway, Kevin, thanks for doing this. Um, As always, pleasure talking to you. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. Catch you later.